informative, thought-provoking, factually correct. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to This Podcast is None of Those Things, starring Brian and Elliot. Coming to you from the Dirty Dina studio in Pasadena, Texas, here we go. Welcome everybody to This Podcast is None of Those Things, Brian and Elliot here. Elliot, what's cooking? Not much, man. That's what Taco Bell does earlier today. Me and you. So, well, pray for the dogs, y'all. Pray for the dogs. Because <laughs> I think there might have been some beans somewhere. We're talking about Taco Bell. But beans might not be necessary to mess up a folk's stomach with Taco Bell. <laughs> not when Taco Bell's involved. No. In Interesting thing happened over the last week and a half. Yeah. It'll be two and a half weeks till this episode airs. Yeah. Uh, Vinnie Mac. Vince McMahon, longtime chairman and CEO of WWE, retired, kind of out of nowhere. Yeah, it was kind of more like he was forced. He was forced yeah. out. So he was volunt- I, He was voluntold to get out, old man. Yeah. So and with his scandals, like it was more, more likely a retire or resign right. situation. Mm-hmm. But it's interesting. Triple H. Is now moved into head of creative. Stephanie and Nick Khan are co-CEOs. Although from what I'm hearing, the real power is lying with Stephanie. Right. There has been, according to the internet wrestling community, a marked improvement in quality in just the last week since Triple H took over as head of creative. Now, I can't really speak to that as... Only either one of us could because, frank, frankly, uh, fans... We both had basically put WWE on the shelf because of the lackluster performances. Not just on the pay-per-view, but also Raw SmackDown just kind of just wasn't there. I watched SummerSlam last night, Uh, and it was excellent. mm -hmm. It was very well done. There was only one match that kind of was meh, and that was Ronda Rousey versus Liv Morgan. Uh Uh-huh. And honestly, it just comes down to, I'm sorry, Ronda Rousey's a bad woman. Yeah. She's also a bad wrestler. Yeah. She's just not, she just has not taken to it like I think she thought she would. Yeah. I think the fact that she grew up her whole life and her whole career fighting to hurt people yeah. or win the fight, and now you have to... Make it look good and protect the person you're fighting. Yeah, but and 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 to the end, like she's more like a Ken Shamrock type, right? But as opposed to Brock, because Brock actually started out with he was amateur wrestling, and then he went to pro wrestling, and then went into MMA, and then came back from the MMA to pro wrestling. And he also spent time in developmental, right? And she it, never spent a single hour. Exactly. Exactly. Which is why when Ken Shamrock came a whole other lifetime ago. Yeah, right. You know, he was he was successful as a he was the baddest man on the planet at hurting people. He did there there wasn't really development. He didn't go through like Ronda Rousey. His route was like Rousey. They just and it was a Vince McMahon decision. They're like, you know, let's just go ahead and just bring him on and <laughs> throw him in there with like, but. He he was always a mid but from what I remember, he was always a mid-carder anyway. Yeah. He was never, because he didn't have the chops to really sell a match. He didn't have the character. Like, there was a lot of Raw episodes centered around him, though. Right. 
Like they he, tried, but he definitely got a good run. Well, I mean, and yeah, that's Vince again beating that dead horse until he. <laughs> I'm paying you twenty million dollars. Damn it! I want to get your money's worth. Here's the thing that I have to say regarding Vince McMahon. We've been very vocal in dumping on him Mm -hmm. on this podcast. Yeah, really me to anyone who would listen. Mm -hmm. I dumped on Vince McMahon, but his legacy is much more complex than. Mm -hmm. Thank God he's gone, so creative can move forward. Because here's the thing: without Vince McMahon. We don't have WWE. We don't have the wrestling industry as it currently stands. Nope. If it was, if there's no Vince, we're still segmented, and that's if pro wrestling survives to make it to 2022. Right. Because it just you because all the other stuff that competes with that audience. I mean, Nike's competes in the, with the audience in terms of competes for that audience, but we're talking about ath- you know, where the athletes go. Right, because WWE now is way more athletic than what it was. Oh, yes. Because it was a viable option that you could be a pro athlete without being like in the standard stuff for competition. And one of the four majors, right? Yeah. But 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 you can't say that the that the wrestler that's out in WWE right now is not a professional athlete. The average Joe, you and I cannot get off the couch. Go to that ring and then last for 45, 50 minutes doing tumbles, flips, whatever. I mean, you know, we're talking about Big Van Vader was 400 pounds, except on the top rope and do a backflip moonsault. <laughs> right. They're like, Brian, if you try to do that, I would pull a Charlotte Flair and call him out from the audience and be like, get down. You're too old for that. We don't, we don't do that here. <laughs> like, because like, someone's going to have to take care of you. It ain't going to be me or your mama. Or anybody else. We don't do that. So, and, yeah. And and like I was saying, like, it doesn't exist as it does today. Nope. Because Vince made the first national mm-hmm. wrestling company. He did. There, there's very good possibility. We're still in the territories. Mm-hmm. And, Let's like, face it, that even, is national international, though. Even the NWA. Mm-hmm. While it was a national wrestling alliance, mm. it was a loose association between the territories. Right. It was not. It was not what WWE became. No. It was not what WCW came to be. Mm-hmm. It was not what AEW has become, or ECW for that matter. Or ECW was still very much a territory, but they had a big spread because the whole idea of get your product on TV worked for them Mm -hmm. it also you know ring of honor Mm -hmm. is a national brand i mean now they're part of AEW, but But you're looking at also like even impact mm -hmm. impact wrestling and and a lot of those don't exist if vince mcmahon doesn't piss somebody off right or like like impact impact formerly known as tna is was directly created because when vince bought wcw and like there were some, he kept some of the wrestlers. Some wrestlers he didn't. Those wrestlers needed to have another outlet to, make, to earn money, and they were still talented. Oh yeah, but but he could, but there's only so many rosters to fill. And old old Double J was bitter, right? And they and there you go. And but, it was funny because he was a guest referee for a match last night, <laughs> right? But but then on top of that, I'm going to say international list. We're talking about like under under Vince. You're talking about like the other um, outfits that were in Japan. 
and other places around the world, oh, yeah. that like they started to get more of a shine. You started hearing about guys that you typically would not have heard about because WWE went international. Yeah. Right? And all jokes aside, like I said, there's, there's Willie, he is pro wrestling. In fact, I would say it'd probably be another 50-something-odd years before... No, the whole the existence of, of professional wrestling going forward, it's all Dude, because of Vince. Yeah, so like there because the world we, we, he circum he circumnavigated the world. There is nowhere else he can go unless we start unless the when the world population starts going to Mars and other planets, <laughs> and they got pro wrestling there. Then they say like now that was an expansion. No, listen. As long as the Martians don't offer a couple billion, right, right, <laughs> we won't have an event on Mars. No, well, probably will never happen. But that said, mm. do you really think it's out of the realm of possibility that in twenty years there's not a potential for an event on the moon? With with money, anything is possible. I'm just saying. I mean, you're a golfer. I'm more likely to see like somebody have a have a do nine holes. On, on on the dark side of the moon, playing the you know playing some golf. I'd pay to see that. Could you imagine the flippy stuff uh, in moon gravity? Right, it'd be amazing. Oh Even yeah, moon salt would be amazing. That that means we finally can see the big show do a moon salt. The shooting star press, he'd just be up there for like an hour. Right. <laughs> and then and, and, and then Ray, Ray Mysterio could actually catch him if he's going to do a counter. <laughs> That would be I funny. I don't think we'll see Big Show wrestling on the moon. No, no, because because <laughs> you first got to find a uh, uh, an astronaut uniform big enough to fit him. Yeah, got him there. It already, it already cost like a couple a couple million to to to, to fit fit a, an average sized dude in one of those. Imagine seven foot, five hundred pounds. Put that. Well, he's not five hundred pounds anymore. He's three eighty. He's but he's still he big. Just felt three eighty too. He's he's still bigger than me though. <laughs> He's like four of you. Mm -hmm. notice, notice how like I did not say I could ever take him on in a fight because we all know that just would not. He would just stick his hand out and like hold you by the head. Yeah, like the whole cartoon thing, and you'd just be like swinging and no nowhere close to him. I, I'm thinking, I'm thinking like there was a scene in, in uh, Justice League where um, the the animated series where. Uh, Superman has a tube on the forehead. The guy's like, "I got you. I'm, I'm gonna make you pay." He's like, "No, you're not." He just flicks him. With a, <laughs> I was like, "I can see Big Show doing that to me." I'm like, "Yeah, I am. That we're not doing that." So, Vince's complicated legacy aside, uh -huh. <clears throat> Triple H running creative is exciting, right? Because Black and Gold NXT that mm -hmm. was run by Triple H. Mm -hmm. For a time, was the best thing going in wrestling. Uh -huh. And I think it will help with talent coming back. Right. I think that it opens up the possibility to the forbidden door being opened uh -huh. in WWE. Uh -huh. Triple H is willing to do that. I mean, he brought in Jushin Thunder Liger uh -huh. for an NXT event and had him go over one of his NXT guys. Uh -huh. See, and I, I, I remember Jushin back in WCW days. Right when, when, when he first crossed over from Japan, then he he and Chris Benoit had some classic oh, sure. matches. It was it was a sight to it was a sight to see. Yeah, and that that was back when I was really into actually watching the cruiserweights. I should do something. <laughs> uh, 
because it, 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 it's probably the reason why I'm so sadiddy and bougie about it now. Because when you watch it, Jushin Thunder Liger in his prime was a sight. There was stuff I saw that man do that I just was like, wow. So by this time, by the time this airs, there should be no threat of spoilers. Right. Since SummerSlam was yesterday, this will air in two weeks. Right. Um, but I'll, I'll hit you with a couple spoilers. I don't think you're going to go back and watch. No, I'm not. Go ahead. Let's just talk about them now. Because I, cause I, I had some, some anticipation. We can do this. You said a match, and I will tell you what, who I thought won. And you tell me who did. Oh, I wasn't even going to go through wins and losses? Okay, well, some, gonna, some, some, some of the major ones then, at least. I was just going to hit you with a couple of moments. Okay. So, after the Bianca Belair... Becky Lynch match. And Bianca won that one, right? Yes, Bianca won. Uh-huh. And we had an interesting thing happen. Okay. Bailey returned. Oh, I love Bailey. Bailey returned with friends. I'd like to be Bailey's she friend. Brought, she brought Dakota's, Dakota Kai, uh-huh. who had previously been released. Uh-huh. And she brought Io Shirai, who's now, I think, going under the name Io Sky. Okay. Who is a phenomenal wrestler. She was she was fantastic in NXT. She brought them with her. Right. And they are a faction apparently named Control. Alright. So is Bailey gonna wrestle or is she retired? Oh no, she's gonna wrestle. Okay, because I, 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 I she really, came to the head of a faction. I need to see her wrestle again. I know you do. I do. And that's why I figured I'd mention that first. That makes my day. <laughs> now all I just need is all I need is Sasha Banks to come back. <laughs> and Naomi. Yeah. Here's a possibility of that. There's there's been rumors that now that Vince is out of the building, that they're reaching out to Sasha and Naomi. Mm-hmm. And I, I, my my big thing is I'm curious to see what happens with tag team wrestling, mm-hmm. and see what happens with storylines in general. Everything kind of made sense last night. Yeah, they actually with the Bailey return. Mm-hmm. They used that as a vehicle for Becky Lynch to turn face. Mm-hmm. And it makes all the sense in the world. Becky, she she did, from what I saw of her heel work, it was fine. Mm-hmm. But Becky's a face. People want to cheer for her. Right. Like, even, 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 when, even when she was bad, she was still cheered. Like, she was good, so. So, I mean, you got to figure, she had that whole run as... as the man... The man, and it was kind of a stone cold type run. That mm. was her, her kind of basis for it, mm-hmm. and everybody loved it. And she came back as a heel, and she's still getting cheered. Mm-hmm. It's like you know what? It's time make her a face. You know, there was another turn. Um, last night was Ronda Rousey turned heel. That's not surprising. It's not, and there was some controversy with that match as. Rousey had Liv in the armbar. Mm-hmm. One, Liv Morgan won. Really retained. Yep. But how it went down was Ronda had Liv in the armbar. Mm-hmm. Liv like shifted her weight enough to get mm-hmm. Ronda's shoulders down. Mm-hmm. The ref counted the pin, mm-hmm. but you can see on the replay at two, Liv is tapping. Mm-hmm. And so Ronda's like, "No, I won." Mm-hmm. And the ref's like, "No, you got pinned. Your shoulders were down." Mm-hmm. And so we'll see, but Rhonda was frustrated, mm-hmm. you know, turned around, beat up Liv some more, full-on heel turn. Mm-hmm. 
as much as I am not into Ronda Rousey, she's definitely a natural heel. Right. Yeah. Well, that, was, but that 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 really, I think, fits more into her character. It says it's like her walking around. Remember when she was on top of the world as an MMA fighter? She was talking a lot of mess with you know with, with people that she really should not have been doing at the beginning <laughs> with. I mean, you know, and and God bless her. I mean, I know it was really she was trying to promote the sport because she was at the time the face of it. And so the more attention she gets, the more attention the rest of the ladies get. Right. But let's face it, though, the match that. Folk really wanted to see from her when she was in MMA. Now, now the match would be worthless. But at the time, though, there was a, there was a lady by the name of Clarissa Shields, who is like the most decorated woman fighter in history. Like you know, way way beyond Layla Ali. Like this woman is like in boxing, she's like undefeated. She has like like ten different titles. I mean, right. you know, and so and Ronda never faced her in a match. Well, I mean, let's be real. We we learned that Ronda had a glass jaw. Man, that, and so more like paper mache. But let's go ahead with that. <laughs> so, you know, once people learned that if you hit her in the head, she'll go down. Mm -hmm. Like that was it for her career. You right. saw that's exactly what happened. She right. took those two losses, and that was that. Right. And it's it's, it's proof to show the fact. Something I've talked about, son. Like a good striker will still beat a great grappler. I mean, because the whole point is, as a striker, you don't let somebody touch you. Grappler, right. you got to get, you gotta get you gotta there. Get to right. So, unless you know how to move or you're agile enough to duck the punch or the kick to get in there, right? You and you got to get in there immediately. If they miss, you make a miss, you got to get in there. If you don't, you still try to dance with them in the boxing and that's not your game like Ronda found out. Yeah. <laughs> Being able to strike as a Grappler is not the same as being a boxer. It's just not. Right. The boxer laughs at you, looks at you, and says, You're cute. <laughs> <laughs> That's adorable. Right. You're trying to throw a punch. Let me show you how it's done. Moving moving on mm -hmm. from the complicated legacy of Vince McMahon. Oh, no, there was one other SummerSlam moment. Okay. Brock rode a tractor to the ring. I saw the highlight of that. Did you see what he eventually did with the tractor? He lifted up the ring and not... He lifted the ring and dumped Roman out of the ring. And I saw it coming as soon as he pulled that tractor up. Right. And he, But he started the match. He climbed up in the bucket. Uh-huh. And dove off the bucket on the Roman Reigns, like, before the bell rang. Mm-hmm. And great stuff. Great stuff using, you know, Brock's hole, I'm a farmer, whatever. The angry hillbilly gym. Right. Not the go not not the go happy go lucky hillbilly gym. The angry I'm gonna stomp a mud hole in the here. Hillbilly beast. Right. <laughs> exactly. Um that match was good. Mm. And I don't often say that about mm. Brock Lesnar matches. Mm. But it was very good. It was last man standing. Then piling a bunch of stuff on Brock. Right. See, and and I, I think and I'm glad that went over well. And I'm glad we've gotten kind of got past them having like their twentieth match. Yeah, right. And, and I'm, I'm exaggerating. I've, I've done, I just know they've done a lot of that. I don't think you are. All right. I, it's just like because another reason why I'm, I'm glad, like Vince, I know that still had a lot of Vince, Vince having a lot of say with that programming when it came to that, right? And and of course, I don't going forward. I don't think that they need to have um, Bobby Lashley versus Brock because. There was an opportunity for that, and because they didn't handle it right, I mean, like they, they 
a, a legitimate rivalry, like legitimate one, right? They didn't do it the way that, they, but but they but how they did handle it though, neither one of them has a clean victory over the other. No, they they actually only ever really came together in that um, was it elimination chamber when Lashley was injured and they just essentially handed the title to Brock. Right. Everybody's like, really, what? Yeah. You know? So. I think there's there's meat on that bone. I think we could get there, especially with Bobby being the United States champion. Mm-hmm. Depending on what kind of schedule Brock's going to do. Right. And how many losses they're willing to hand, put on him, because you can't have Lashley lose that. No, you can't. And you can't really have, and you got to be careful about who you have Bobby Lashley lose to, because quite frankly, as he and he both, and the, thing, and the same rule applies to Brock. They're both accomplished fighter wrestlers. And, you know, like they're not. This is kind of like you know, roll about the clock. Even with, with Roman Reigns, yeah, Roman Reigns can lose, but you're not going to see him lose to Tyson Fury. That's ridiculous, right? You know, you're not going to. And you know, they say even Hogan, right? You know, and some of those other those other legends. It was like you got to be careful. They, yeah, they lose, but specifically a, a equally quality guy, not somebody that's coming up. When Undertaker dropped. His streak, it was to Brock. It wasn't to uh, Tyson Fury as somebody, all the people that were eligible to, to uh, because look. Why do you keep talking about Tyson Fury? Because his daddy has left, and so he's not going to get the perks. You mean Austin Fury? That too. <laughs> hey, you think saying Tyson Fury, I'm like, what, uh, the botcher? Okay, my bad. Austin Fury, <laughs> but you know. But, 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 but Tyson Fury wasn't, was actually in the WWE yes. for a minute. So, but who he fought, yeah, but but still, you, you get my point. He got, he got hurt, didn't he? Yeah, but but but, but you, you get what I'm saying, though, right? So, if he was going to lose the title, it would have to be to a uh, Rock or somebody that's at least on that. It's tough with the U.S. title, right? Like, because by your logic, Bobby should never lose it. No, he shouldn't. But he's going to at some point, right? I, but hopefully, under Vince's rules, that way he's been the last twenty years. Before you get considered for another title, you gotta lose the one that you got. Right, right. He and Vince wasn't always like that because when on the know, Cena and Rollins had that dual title match, mm-hmm. and there's been people that have held multiple titles. Yeah, like Ultimate Warrior when he beat Hogan, the legendary match we talk about. He was Intercontinental title. Yeah, he kept the he kept the IC title when he won that thing. He had to ultimately give it up, but he didn't forfeit it to then. Go ahead and take the match against, yeah. and that is a tough thing. Like you can do something like that where you got somebody like Warrior, who ends up with the IC title. He's on the Ascension. Like you know, he's a main eventer. Mm-hmm. He does not need to be a mid card guy, right? But how do you get that title off of him when he's a dual champion? It's it's tough. You can book yourself into a corner, right? I don't know. I, I know when they, I remember when they did it for him. They just like they took it off of him. He he he, he gave it up at that point. Yeah. Is that they came up with like if you are the world champion, you cannot be the Intercontinental champion. Right. But they but he had to win the world championship first. For the way that people have seen the last twenty years, like somebody has to like lose their championship in a. That before they go in and even compete for the right. title, and that's I find ridiculous. And and that that's the thing, it, like. We've come to accept it as wrestling logic. Like, uh-huh. you know, you'll say, you know, we'll, we may even say it a year from now. 
Lashley lost the U.S. title so that he could chase the main belt. Right. And that is wrestling logic, but it's, it's at the same time, it defies regular logic. And, 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 the, and the current wrestling logic wasn't always the wrestling logic. Right. See, and, but, but hopefully the new, the new era that we're in adjusts that. I would like to see that. Yeah. Because I will, I will, because I think it means something. And in a storyline, if you're, if you are a sitting champion holding another belt going into a match, Right, as opposed to like you've never held a title before, and now you're a world champ. No, and so there's that. But I don't hate that if they've taken the right path. Mm. You know, like Braun Strowman moving to that path. It's like, yeah, that dude's a main eventer. Right. You know, John Cena. I want to say, did he hold mid card titles before the world yeah, title? He did. Okay, he did. And, and speaking, of, I will. I will say this, and this is what I want to give some credit to both. Brock and Bobby, compared to John Cena, in the sense of this, that they're, they're both, they're all three of them are the same age, right? And like, but you could tell that Bobby and Brock look like they could still like go with the twenty-five-year-olds and like not lose a step. They don't look like they've lost a step at all. They like Bobby did last night with with Austin Theory. Mm-hmm. See, and whereas uh, John Cena, what I've seen him, you know, granted he's a part-timer now. But like he, but he looks like he doesn't go to the gym as much as he used to. He's 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 stronger than. I think he did the same thing The Rock did initially. Because mm-hmm. you remember The Rock dropped like thirty or forty pounds, right? When he first went to Hollywood, mm-hmm. because he didn't want to just take big buff dude roles, right? Then he came to accept who he was and became the biggest star in the world, right? Exactly. No, I'm just I'm just saying that it's like I I gotta give kudos to them for like keeping themselves in like really 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 just top prime shape. Oh yeah. I mean it's like they Steph stayed with it. Yeah. You know so on that alone is the reason why I don't hate on them too much about like you know we, we do give them grief we do but Bobby's Bobby's gotten better on the microphone and Brock has gotten better on the microphone. I remember when both of them came. There's a reason why they. They didn't. They weren't given a microphone. <laughs> Twenty years ago, when all this mess got started, I remember it was brutal. <laughs> so, speaking of brutal, yeah. there was a interesting stipulation in the big Kyler Murray contract. Oh Lord, yes. <laughs> and this is a couple weeks ago now. It came out, he got this big contract. It's just ridiculous, right? As big as Deshaun Watson's. Right. Not as get much guaranteed, though, because no. the Cardinals, unlike the Browns, are not morons. <laughs> but we work hard on it. We're gonna be able to we're gonna be the if we're gonna be the best at something and you can't be the best at winning, be best at being the dumbest there is. Listen, the Browns are head and shoulders. The head and shoulders below everybody. Above everybody and being a bunch of dumbasses. Right. So the the stipulation in the contract was that Kyler had to commit to four hours of independent film study every game week. Gave him a tablet, too. And, yeah, well, yeah, they gave him a tablet with software that monitor and all that stuff. And I got some of the, like, I, I heard some of the language in it. Mm-hmm. 
And it was like, no playing video games, no having the TV on. Mm-hmm. It was very much like grounding a child. It was a bad look. It was. But at the same time, mm-hmm. Kyler Murray has been on record saying he's not real into film study. Mm-hmm. He's not Peyton Manning. He wants to play by feel. Right. Meanwhile, the organization is like, no, bud. No, little buddy. That's not how this works in the NFL. We're giving you $230 million. You need to spend some time studying. Mm-hmm. And honestly, if you got to save a guy from himself to make your investment worth it, mm-hmm. I don't hate it. Is it a bad look? Yes. Is it embarrassing? Yes. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. Well, I mean, some things are just necessary. The kid, If the kid's not going to do it on his own. Mm-hmm. Now. Can I say something though? Sure. See, it's, I, I actually love it. I think it's, that's general managers being proactive. You and I countless times have talked about um, how the general managers and the sports teams have not been utilizing contracts to really leverage the performance of players. If we, if we were talking about more than just football. We were talking about basketball. In particular, one of the discussions, we, you know, but it's the fact is, is that you're paying, you're paying, I'm paying, like, if I pay somebody a hundred bucks to do something, I expect them to do it and do it well, right? So if I'm paying you a couple million, level, a couple. Right, but I'm just saying, the more I'm paying you, the level of excellence has got to be there. All of a sudden, like, no, if I'm going to pay you $20 million, you're going to make $20 million a year for me, then I'm going to expect you to hit, in basketball sense, 75% from the free throw line. You're going to have to shoot 50% from the floor, right? Um, if, for the, in the football sense, I'm paying a quarterback that, you better know what's going on. Because, 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 see, the... You know this because you 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 played football. Line was like y'all get a lot of if something goes wrong, like if the quarterback gets touched, right? Y'all get the blame, mm-hmm. right? Every single time, right? But the reality is, for those that are in the know, if the quarterback doesn't know what he's doing with the play, and like if the, the if it, if the play calls for a one step drop and throw, and they and they take three steps back and hold him back there like they're having a picnic and waiting for iced tea. Like then Brian Henderson was ready to have already thrown the damn ball ten seconds ago. Like this play was supposed to be over with. What are you doing, right? And and so these guys like are doing this and they're not having that level of excellence. And and we all saw the model with Peyton Manning and Brady. Peyton Manning, he had some athletic gifts, Ooh. but he's not as gifted an athlete as Kyler Murray. No. But Peyton studied so much and had such an eye for the game. Mm-hmm. He could, he would switch the play four times based on the defense. Right. Brady does similar things. Right. And, you know, when you see guys that are in the GOAT conversation doing stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And it's you know it's because they know mm-hmm. what they're looking at. Right. How can you not expect that out of your quarterback in the modern NFL? Right. Because like it's, it's the, it when Brady first came into the league and there wasn't social media and it, and the and investigative reporting isn't wasn't then what it is now. Whatever the secrets to a quarterback success, like what Montana did or what Marino did, nobody really knew. Right. You might have heard stuff here and there. 
but they weren't getting followed around like that. Right. Right. Kyler Murray and all the guys in his group, you know, that they all grew up watching everything that Peyton and Tom Brady were doing, right? Brady is a seven-time champion, and he's still doing the same things he did to make him successful at 45 as he did when he was Kyler's age, right? right? And there's a reason why you get to 45 as people still want you playing because you're doing what he's doing. Right. Now, you want Brady's respect, but you're not trying to do what Brady's doing. You're not going to get his respect. Right. There's a a reason why, like, I'm not a Brady fan. I was never a Brady fan. But hold it, on, hold on. You drafted him every year you yeah. were playing in our fantasy Because I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not stupid though. <laughs> I like, like, cause you knew he, because you knew, I knew he was going to, he was going to deliver. That, you know, it's a fact because he was old when we started that league and that league's been going for seven years. Yeah. And I remember very specifically thinking every year, this is the year the skills diminish. Uh-huh. And we still haven't seen that year. No, and and but there's also the cerebral part of it. Mm-hmm. That stipulation has since been removed. That's crazy. I because there was that. there was all this backlash, and you got to think of it like it was that was never meant to get out. Okay, and but you knew it was going to. Mm-hmm. But their contracts are semi-public. Mm-hmm. Right. People have access to them. Mm-hmm. So, but it's an embarrassing look if you're the Cardinals, even though it's the right thing to do. Well, I, I, I wouldn't have, I wouldn't have taken the stipulation out, and like, and, and Kyler would have, and Kyler could have pouted all he wanted to. The bottom line is, well, he, he didn't pout about. Okay, I will give him credit for that. Right. I wouldn't have taken it out. I don't disagree with you at all. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I probably would have left it in, as embarrassing as it sounds. Like, nope, it's got to happen. Because when the Buccaneers played the Cardinals, the Buccaneers won with their 45-year-old quarterback. Right. Who's older to be Kyler's <laughs> daddy. So when Kyler starts having the success, he would, if he would, in fact, I heard this, I heard this from Lawrence Taylor. When he when he was, um, had got drafted by the New York Giants, right? And Bill Parcells was on him like white on rice. Also, in short, he was like, you know, there was a pushback here and there, and Bill Parcells said to uh, uh, to uh, Taylor that, okay, you can do things your way as long as you're successful with it. The moment that you fall off, we're doing it my way. That was a, that was enough of the inspiration that Taylor had to <laughs> like make certain that he never had to do things Parcells' way because he worked that much harder doing his way to make sure that well, like Kyler can do the exact same thing. Get the results. I mean, we—that's the thing we've seen at the end, the last, second half of the year, both of the last two years. Like Kyler comes out of the gate looking like an MVP candidate, mm-hmm. and by the second half of the year, defenses have adjusted to him, mm-hmm. but he hasn't adjusted to them. No, and that's what your film study is going to help with. Mm-hmm. So, hey, we'll see how it develops, and we have fully developed this episode. Of this podcast is none of those things. Thank you, everybody, for listening. Catch us on social media on Facebook at None of Those Things and the Dirty Dina Facebook group. Catch us on Instagram at This Not Those. Catch us on Twitter at This Underscore Those. Drop us an email. This podcast is none of those things at gmail.com and check out our YouTube channel. 
so once again, thank you very much, and we will see you next time.